So the question we are asking this morning on the forum is, um, you know, and, and it's not so much a question as it is a discussion on the trust issue, asking whether there is a trust deficit between South African citizens and government. And of course, uh, joining us uh, for this discussion, we have Professor Ben Turok, who's an academic and retired ANC MP. Thanks for your time this morning, Prof. Thank you. And we have another professor, well, it's a team of professors this morning. Professor Sumantota Fikeni, political and policy analyst, thanks for your time as well. Well, thank you, Katrina, and uh, good morning to your listeners. And uh, completing the trio this morning, Professor Tiniko Maluleke, a political analyst attached to the University of Pretoria. It's been a while, but thanks for speaking to us this morning, Prof. Yes, it's always a pleasure to speak to you and your listeners. Now, I must just indicate uh, at this point that we did invite government, but uh, there was no feedback from them, but uh, they did acknowledge the invite. So um, the show goes on, as they say. Now, uh, firstly, I mean, uh, when it comes to the issue of trust, uh, Professor Chirok, how important is trust between government and its citizens in a democratic dispensation? Well, it's terribly important. It's the foundation of a good society. And without trust, you have alienation and you have a great deal of of discontent. So uh, it is terribly important and it is an important issue to discuss. But one of the issues, I guess, um, you know, that makes this a bit uh, contentious is, you know, how does one actually go about measuring, um, you know, the trust levels that citizens have between um, themselves and government? Because there doesn't seem to be any uh, scholarly consensus on how to go about doing this, Professor uh, Figeni. Well, I do think that uh, trust comes when the combat between government and the people on major issues are honored. For example, we do have a promise of the issues like the socio-economic issues and the political freedoms that the whole struggle was fought for. If government, at the very least, fulfills those and is seen to be doing everything it can, and where it is failing, it admits and explores new routes consulting the people. It certainly will always have the trust of the people. But if that is not happening, and every explanation looks more like a public relations exercise, then you would lose the trust of the people over time. And I've always said that one of the things that are cumulatively eroding trust is the issue of corruption. And yet the public narrative, at least in the tripartite alliance, is that we are facing triple challenges, unemployment, poverty, and inequality, when in actual sense, I would dare say that corruption might actually be a cancer that is thwarting government's contribution in that respect, where billions are sent for employment, where they are sent for poverty, it ends up in a very corrupt space. Of course, I'm not by any means saying that government is the only party here. We also have the private sector. 
But the essence is that an acknowledgement that this is a huge problem that is getting on the way of impactful transformation of driving the frontiers of poverty is a very big concern. Professor Maluleke, you know, uh, what sorts of things would citizens base their trust evaluations on? I think I think I agree largely with what uh, both my colleagues um, uh, have already said. I think citizens would like to see a government that does what it promised them it would do, uh, and that that will be able to say we we have failed and we are trying another way or we have not been uh, we haven't thought about this uh, carefully enough and we are going back to the drawing board i don't think citizens appreciate a government uh, that promises one thing does another and tries to make them believe that the other thing they are doing is actually what they had promised in the first place you know, so and and I think that is what erodes trust. Trust is of of course very difficult uh, to measure, uh, and I know that some social scientists have had all sorts of instruments to try and determine uh, how to measure whether citizens continue to trust their government. And to some extent, you could argue that a basic distrust is necessary for citizens in relation to people in power. Uh, given uh, histories of uh, of disappointment uh, with uh, with people in power in this country and in other countries, so perhaps there is a built-in level of distrust that is necessary for this relationship uh, between those who govern and the governed. And then, and just uh, uh, Professor Chirok, before I open the lines, um, 0891104208, you know, government and and, and given, you know, the South African context right now as we speak, um, should the trust levels concern government at this point in time? Well, let me say, first of all, you asked the question of how do you measure trust? And the ultimate measure is the elections, of course. If people don't trust the government, it shows up in the elections. That is the most scientific way of measuring trust, actually. Other measures would be rather academic and perhaps a bit uh, abstract. Uh, Let me say right away, to bring it back to our current situation, um, I think there is still a lot of sentiment uh, which is favorable to the government and to the ANC. There's a long history of favorable attitudes to both the ANC and the government. But recent events, many recent events, have undermined that sentiment. And uh, this is not only malfunctioning and even misconduct, of which we read in the newspapers every day, but also more objective criteria like the economy. We are informed today that investment, uh, foreign investment in South Africa is declining. Now, that is also an indicator of lack of confidence and to a degree of distrust. And foreign business are saying, we don't like some of the corruption that's going on. We don't like the conduct of some of the government personalities. You know, you have the SARS issue, you have this 
the, the NPA, you have so many malfunctions and even misconducts. And foreigners are saying, where you have this kind of misconduct within government, you have a lack of trust and therefore a lack of investment. So, you know, the, the key question of trust is also linked to confidence. Do people have confidence in a government where there is corruption? And this, I think, is one of our major problems today. And uh, Professor Fikeni, given what uh, Professor Chirok has just said, I mean, what should government do? What are the drivers of trust in government? How can they actually turn the situation around? Well, I do think that the first one would be an admission that corruption is a big problem that is forever growing and it's paralyzing every effort that government is trying to implement the very things that would turn around the situation. The second one, I do think that if government were to call for a national dialogue or conversation on the issue of socioeconomic transformation, bringing in all stakeholders to say that the first two decades seem to have been a lot more successful in the area of political transformation and bringing in human rights culture and the constitution and all the other institutions. But it has not done as well in terms of the socio-economic transformation. And you bring in all stakeholders from civil society to business and uh, political parties and so forth. And also government can be more decisive in dealing with problems like the NPA, SABC, SARS, and so forth. Because at times it looks like government seems to be weak and paralyzed in dealing with some of the most obvious cases. Simple matter like delivery of textbooks. Simple matter when the chairperson of a board doesn't seem to produce the qualifications needed. Those are the kinds of things that tend to erode the confidence. Even on the matter of Inkanda, I do think that if government and the ANC was to defray this matter and deal with it decisively, besides everything else and being defensive on the matter, government or the president as the head of the country would say, I know the inconvenience this has done to myself, to the country and so forth. I'm setting up a multi-party committee to look into reviewing the laws around the upgrade of security such that in future they are never abused. Those are some of the kinds of things, low-hanging fruits, which would send a very strong, strong signal. But also, confidence would be built if government was not having the high level of policy turnover. Whenever a minister from the same party comes in, you seem to have a change of policy in the department, a change of approach, a change of strategy, and coordination between different departments and different spheres of government and the different tiers of government. When one wants to build a road, the other one wants to build a clinic, and they are not doing the same thing. One wants to put it. If government were to deal with those fundamental issues, I'm almost certain that we would begin to claw back into the direction of winning trust and turning a new page.
Professor Maluleke, we often hear South Africans say that government does not listen to us. And, um, you know, perhaps one of the clearest examples at this point in time is the e-toll saga. And people are saying, you know, we've made our voices clear. We've stated how we feel about this. And government is simply not listening to us. And well, what sort of um, effect that does that have on, you know, the trust relationship between government and the people? Yeah, it certainly has a lot uh, of impact, uh, you know, and and I suppose when people say government is not listening to us, they are saying a lot more than listening as in necessarily, you know, having the formalistic arrangements of uh, um, hearings and and these public consultations, uh, uh, some of which people have become very skeptical about because they see them as government simply trying to tick the boxes in in their inevitable uh, route to implementing what they have decided in the first place. Uh, so, so I think there is a lot going on there, and government ought to be to be listening more, not just to what people are saying, but also to what is going on in society, what what, what the effect of policies are. So, listening. It's not merely doesn't happen in that hall when there is a, uh, a consultation, a formal consultation. It should happen all the time with a government that is keenly observant of the effects uh, of policies on, on the actual lives of, uh, of, of people. Uh, but, of course, government and people will not always agree. Uh, that is uh, part of what leadership is all about that government might have to do things that uh, not every citizen is, is, is agreed uh, or, or is agreeing with. What remains, though, is that if you take the Etoll saga as an example, government ought to do everything in their power to explain to people how the system works, why it will benefit them, and, and, and there should be a, 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 a full-blown campaign of, of being accountable to people. Now, when, when, when that is not happening, when there's no advocacy, no real communication uh, with people, and simply people have a sense that we are being coerced and simply being told we are not being listened to, then you, you, you have the kinds of problems that we, we have seen happening around, say, the Etoll saga. And of course, uh, some of the other examples, I'll just quote uh, one of, uh, you know, uh, that has gone on over recent times, hashtag deny everything. When citizens simply feel that government is denying everything around Nkandla, around Bashir, around FIFA, around anything that goes wrong. Um, what does that mean? Do you trust government? This is what we're talking about this morning. Is there a trust deficit between uh, the South African citizens and its government? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, just uh, to remind you, our guest this morning, Professor Ben Turok, Professor Tiniko Maluleke, as well as Professor Somantota Fikeni. 891 is our calling number. You can SMS us on the number 34701, tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Let's go to Opa and Togoza. Good morning. Morning, morning. How are you, Sakina? Well, and you? I'm fine. Sakina, I just want to say that, you know, we, we're taking issue of trust more into a political arena. 
but we don't take issue of trust into some social arena. We as South Africans don't trust each other. That's the first thing. <clears throat> Remember, and this this comes or emanates from the biblical point of view, and I just want to emphasize, um, based on the example of the Israelites when they promised when they were promised that beautiful land in Canaan, and they started, you know, pointing fingers to their leaders. And I think we're going through the same process. We had trusted our leaders, and we thought.